This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dumpster Diving. It's a different intro, Mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, uh, we, we like to mix it up here. But this is Dumpster Diving, where we talk about, I don't know, things that, that dive in dumpsters. This week, as with the other weeks, we're continuing our discussion of The Green Book Room, uh, starring Patrick Stewart, Marciala Ali. Are you sure there, uh, Mark? You don't want to keep current with your boy? Yeah, that's true. We should. Let's let's keep current with Mike. What's... what's <laughs> you fuck. What, what's, what's going down in the streets, Mike? Well, this uh, this week I'm doing something different. I'm just pulling stories that I like. Oh, okay, that's good. This is uh, this is my wife's suggestion. This one, uh, screenwriter John Ridley calls out Quentin Tarantino's quote painful, infuriating unquote use of the N word in films. <laughs> John who? John Krasinski? John Ridley. Oh, Ridley, like Ridley Scott? Uh, no, he's uh some guy. I think he has something to do with Amistad. Okay. Is he from Milwaukee? I don't know. <laughs> he is. Uh so he he did from from memory, he did uh Three Kings and notably Twelve Years a Slave. Well, I thought he did Amistad. Uh I don't think so. I don't think he had anything to do with Amistad. Oh, wow. You should read this article. It's got a good uh, little key for you for when we do uh, the IMDb game. Oh, yeah? What's that? Jackie Brown used the N-word 38 times. Okay. So if you hear that, Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hateful Eight was at least 110 times. Oh, oh no, that was the Django Unchained. That was the Django Unchained. <laughs> okay. Did you hear that? Uh, supposedly someone said that that's uh, the Django Unchained. Is just a movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my god, that's funny. That's a funny idea. This is great, just because of the way they blur it, and because it's so it's it's so obvious. They're just trying to say it because it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. The word also appeared in his classic Pulp Fiction, which at one point used the word phrase "dead blank storage." <laughs> Oh my god! Huh. You know what's what's weird is it, it, it's, it says dead and it says in and then it has four stars. What do you think they're implying there? Because I don't know anything that has only four more letters. Yeah, are they are they going not hard? It's with the it's with the A. Yeah. yeah. So so that, that that's that's not offensive from what I've if I've understood. Yeah, that's that's true. The soft a daily and... mail, more like dailycuck.co. <laughs> it's PC gone mad, of course. Yeah, thanks a lot. So this dude, uh, what's his name? Ridley Scott, or whatever his name is. <laughs> Apparently he wrote... Doesn't this sound like a magician's name? It does, kind of. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, John Ridley. Uh, so he did. He wrote Three Kings, uh, Undercover Brother, which I believe is an underrated movie, actually. I haven't seen it. That's a good one. Twelve. They they hate mayonnaise in that movie, so it should be right up your alley. Should be. Twelve years a slave. Uh, ben Hur. He wrote. He wrote the remake of Ben Hur. There was a remake of Ben Hur. Yeah. Uh, and then Let It Fall, Los Angeles, nineteen eighty two to nineteen ninety two. He was the director slash producer of that film. But he he got a start uh, on the TV show Martin. Or, or as as I say, Martin. Uh, and then he wrote on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and the John Larroquette show for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get that last. You ever heard of American Crime? Because he wrote on that. Isn't that the O.J. Simpson thing? Uh maybe. Yeah. Or is that Crime Story? Maybe? Yeah, that's what. That's Crime Story. American Crime is an anthology crime drama series that aired on ABC from March fifth. 2015 to March 30th, 2017. That's just from memory. Um, but <laughs> it starred Felicity Huffman and Timothy Hutton. 
Weird. Felicity Huffman, Timothy Hutton. Their names are similar. And Regina King. They are. The great Regina oh, nice. King. Sister Knight. That's right. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's Thomas Ridley Scott. John Ridley Scott, sorry. Sorry, John. What do you feel? Uh, I mean, I know you're a strong advocate of using the N-word in private. Do you think uh, that uh, Quentin Tarantino should use it in his movie? <laughs> so here's here's the thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I think... You know, I think I think he overuses it when there are times that it is appropriate in, you know, in a movie or a scene where it would be like when you have money at a sports game, as you say often. <laughs> Only if it's basketball, <laughs> sir. Um, but that's not right. But if. Uh, you know, it, yeah, I mean, there are certain instances in his movies where it makes sense for characters to use that word. And I don't think filmmakers Which should. Word? <laughs> I don't think filmmakers should be afraid to use that word. But I do think he overuses it. And I think I, I think he he gives he gives himself a lot of lines with that word. Uh, and it's problematic, in my opinion. <laughs> But uh, it's it's like his fetish with feet. He it's he also has a fetish with that word. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't know that you have either of these obsessions. Yeah, that's there's there's such thing as director style, and then there's you know taking it a little too far. I don't need to see Margot Robbie's dirty feet in a movie theater. Yeah. Did you know that he married a foot? It was the Odor Eater's mascot. <laughs> oh my God. It was a very good, uh, it was a very tasteful wedding from what I hear. Uh, they, uh, how many, how many feet of film do you think they shot? Yeah. Do you think Rex Ryan was the, uh, <laughs> was the best man? Yep. Rex Ryan was the best man. And uh, that, that dude from uh, Road Trip. <laughs> on the bus was uh was also in attendance the one that tried to lick amy smart's foot oh yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's todd phillips awesome. actually or, or, yeah i think you're right i think it's that's todd a, phillips playing that quite, role that's quite the pull there mark oh thank I, you. I haven't thought about road tripping forever oh yeah that's a road good one trip it's been years since we've talked about road trip around here yeah, we'll, we'll get to it on Retro Late Fee in about three years. <laughs> Didn't they go to Buxton, Maine? Uh, I don't think so. Buxton, Maine. <laughs> yeah, didn't, I, I believe part of the film took place by that uh, sheet of uh, of rock that didn't look like it belonged there at all. It was kind of volcanic. <laughs> Maybe. It could have been in that wall, you mean? Uh, the one that looks like it just should have no earthly business being there. You're you're being obtuse, Mark. <laughs> it is deliberate. That sounds like a frosty beverage right there. Yep. All right. So that's the first. I'll get through these. That's the first that's the first story. <laughs> Any other ones? Yeah, I had another one, but I completely forgot what it was. Back um, to you, Mark. Okay. <laughs> uh was that from Bossup, by the way? No, it was from the daily.co.cuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> Backslash. Uh, um, Snowf- Backslash Snowflake. All right. So this week uh, we're doing our last our last episode on dedicated to this the show. The Green Room with Paul Provenza. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, we're sick of it. Yeah, pretty much. This one though might be we the, have the we have the attention span of uh, of five year olds apparently, but this one might be the best one uh, of all of the all the episodes from either season that this. Yeah, aired. this is probably the the most well known for sure. It's got uh, let's see, Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. Gary Shandling, Ray Romano, and uh, I don't know who the last person is, but there's four. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Bo Burnham, Gary Shandling, Ray Romano. <sighs> and the unknown comic from, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, The Gong Show. <laughs> That's right. Starring, the, the remake of The Gong Show starring something. <laughs> yeah, something. I didn't forget about her. Something is the host, and uh, what's the name? Is Actually... Actually, oh, that's the DJ. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't actually the Gong Show done with Mike Myers, but he wouldn't let people outwardly say it was Mike Myers. Yeah, he created some some weird character and then insisted that that's who he was. But, Nothing weird about that. No, it was a very Andy Kaufman like thing from a comedian that is not at all like Andy Kaufman. But even less funny than Andy Kaufman today, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, a uh, Ford accent. Uh, is that where you're going with, Mr. Kaufman? A little uh, insensitive. <laughs> Wait, no. Oh man. But yeah, this is a pretty, uh, pretty good episode. Um, uh, let's see, it's a, a nice mixture of comedians. Uh, Ray Romano. Uh, I don't know much about him. Obviously, he's on that Everyone Loves Raymond uh, show. Did you know that he was the original, uh, jo- uh, the original Joe on uh, News Radio? No, I didn't. Well, I think he he probably would have been called Ray, is my guess. But yeah, he was the original <laughs> in the pilot. He played the joke. No, no, because you know, the a lot of them had their same name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I'm just. Oh, Judd Apatow. That's who else was on there. Oh, Judd Apatow. Yeah, yeah, and somebody else. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. <laughs> Judd Apatow. He's like, I knew from seeing you on the Young Comics that you would make a great writer one day. <laughs> yeah. There's so many classic lines from that show on this one episode. There, yeah, this is everyone is real, real quick, and they uh, they all get in good zingers. Like Bo Burnham does the thing where you know he says, uh, you know, I'm from the younger generation, and I just you know I have to say, uh, who are all you people? <laughs> and everyone laughs, and Gary Shandling goes, "It's it's so great." He's like, "It's so great because it's so mutual." <laughs> And uh, you know, but yeah, everyone's got really good lines. Ray Romano is is very happy. Ray Romano seems to me like he seems like a regular nice guy that happened to get really famous, and now he's super insecure about everything, and just really wants people to like him and. I don't know, like, like he's he seems like a really fascinating uh, personality to me. Oh, I disagree. I don't find him interesting at all. Really? I think there's a lot. Like, I don't think I've ever surface. seen. I, I might have seen a tiny bit of his stand up when he hosted SNL, but I, I I've never found him funny. I didn't watch his. Everybody loves Raymond show. I mean, I thought he was okay in the in the Irishman. Yeah. No, I I don't mean like his stand up comedy is not for me. Um, I I did like Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, but his his stand up comedy is not for me. But I think his I think his actual like I want I I would pay to see uh, him go to a psychiatrist for like a year because I think just his personality, not like his comedy. I think his like how he ticks and how he thinks as a person. I think there's a lot under the surface that we don't ever see that I, that is really interesting to me. Yeah, but think about it. Uh, his parents on the show, uh, what were they? Doris Roberts and who? Oh, you know. Um, Isn't it P- Peter? How was his name? Peter Cushing. No. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, fuck, what Peter is his Boyle? name? Peter is Boyle. Peter Boyle, yes. Peter Boyle. Yeah, well, uh, neither of them are alive anymore, so the curse of the uh, <laughs> Raymond show continues. <laughs> uh, the curse of the doors. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's true. What was that show about, anyways? Is he like a UPS driver or something? No, you're thinking of you're thinking of uh, the king of Staten Island. Um, he Rizza? he was uh, yeah exactly. No, he was a he was a sports writer, and Deborah Messing was his wife who stayed at home, and they had kids. And Deborah Messing was his wife, or not Deborah Messing? Deborah Deborah Deborah. I think Deborah's the name of his wife in the show. Uh, what's her name? Patricia Heaton. And then he's got kids. And, is, that, is that the lady from? Is that the lady from what? The middle? Home Improvement. No, they look a lot alike, but no. 
No, she's from the middle. And uh, are they both named Patricia too? Carol's second act. You ever seen that? She plays a doctor or something, some kind of resident. What do you think, Mark? I'm gonna guess that you haven't seen it. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> now the girl from or the woman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone out there. Trigger Chick. warning. Uh, Patricia Richardson is uh, was Jill Taylor from Home Improvement. See ya. Apparently, she hates Tim Allen. What did she meet him or something? <laughs> Yeah, she has good taste. Did he? Did he uh, not? Did he not provide the amount of coke he said he was? <laughs> right. You know, Things I'm. It's gonna go on worse, Patricia. I'm on. Uh, I'm on Norm McDonald's Reddit, and on Reddit, and uh, everyone check it out. Our Norm McDonald. But uh, someone posted today. It, <laughs> someone posted today a screenshot of the of the episode where Tim Allen was on and Tim Allen's got, it got his hands up, you know, like almost like he's being arrested, like kind of, you know, to his shoulder height. And, uh, the comment, the YouTube comment under it is this guy kind of looks like, uh, he would, uh, he would rat out, uh, 12 of his friends to reduce the, uh, the sentence on a, uh, Coke truck. Yeah. Because it was so important that the world had the, uh, fucking, uh, Tim Allen character. Yeah. Oh, Tim Allen. Do you think he do you think much like Heisenberg he learned all that carpentry to hide his drugs? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. What a criminal mastermind. Do you think that Tim Allen would be able to create a bomb that uh could explode nope. someone in a wheelchair? Uh yeah, it's called the Santa Claus Four. <laughs> I they... kid. They probably they probably didn't have that many. Um I can't remember what it was. I was hearing some story about Tim Allen where they, like, basically the person said he was just like a complete douche, which is not a shock at all. No, not at all. They said he'd always jump and be like, yeah, number one on the call sheet, number one. <laughs> oh, here's the comment Tim seems like the kind of guy who would give up 21 of his friends to reduce a prison sentence for smuggling Coke and then talk about loyalty. <laughs> big, tr- big trouble. I should have said big trouble. Oh, my God. Oh man, if I had a fucking time machine, that's what I'd use it for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Big Trouble wasn't that bad of a movie, and it was pulled from theaters due to 9-11. Yeah. But it, well, can you think of some other things that were pulled uh, because of 9-11? Um, the World Trade Center 7. <laughs> oh, well, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, let's pull it. Um, no. Uh... There was a, a Bush album, and the single was called Speed Kills. Oh, God. Not good timing. GB World's album "Bleed America." Not good. you know, um, good Char or not good Charlotte. Uh, my yes, was it was it my Chemical Romance? Is that no? That's not the one I'm thinking of either. Who's the one that's, that sings that song? That's um, uh, when I was a young boy, my father. What? That's my Chemical Romance. Oh, okay, my Chemical Romance. Yeah, you know that band came out of nine eleven. They uh, they formed because of their uh, their collective sadness. Love of nine eleven. Oh, so you know the worst. Like, yeah, nine eleven. That's the worst thing to come out of. 9/11. Oh, I actually think they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't. I don't mind them either. Um, Do you I, think there's like a uh, like a like a I don't know like um who are we at war with this week? Syria, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, India is going to get into a war with China, apparently. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, it's not like they both have nuclear weapons and a bunch of... Uh... I bet China has much better nuclear weapons. Probably. India's they have nuke money. Nuke money. <laughs> India's nuclear weapons are real spicy, people, though. You know, big boys or what are they called? <laughs> Little boys and fat mans. That shit's right. old school. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I do like the movie Big Trouble. Now, now that you mention it, I do like the movie Big Trouble. Yeah, it's a Dave Barry book, I think. Yeah. I, I watched it because Jason Lee's in it. I bet you did. Yeah. I, I, I went through a I went through a period where I was where I was a big Jason Lee fan. But Sophia Vergara's in it too. Is she? Apparently. I, I don't I don't remember her being in it. I don't I don't remember that movie well at all, so I couldn't tell you who the fuck is in that movie. 
All I know is that its running time is 85 minutes, which means it's less than an hour and a half long. Uh, its budget was $40 million, and it made $8.5 million at the box office. It wasn't bad, though, but I think it was a 9-11. Wasn't Johnny Knoxville in that movie? Uh, I don't know. Rene Russo's in it. Oh, so we're in- with that, you freak. I'll bet the Russo spelled uh, R O nine eleven. Uh Big <laughs> Big Trouble was originally scheduled for release on September twenty first, two thousand one, and had a strong advertising push. The September eleventh text of that year made the film's comedic comedic smuggling of a nuclear device onto an airplane <laughs> unpalatable. <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> unpalatable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 9-11. Oh, my God. It holds a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 112 reviews with the consensus reading with its large cast and frantic comic pacing. Big Trouble labors for slapsticks. You know, that's a good sign when the first uh, comment is, well, they had a large cast. (laughs) This proves the cannibals do indeed run. Exactly. But, But you know that... um. I still sometimes use that the uh, racist joke. That... Did somebody just leave your uh, fucking AOL uh, chat? <laughs> that was my phone slamming down. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, I still sometimes use the racist joke t- told in that uh, movie where the guy, one of the uh, Dennis Farina's buddy, the bald guy. Tells him that joke where he says uh, uh, some woman went to a Asian um, doctor and he says you have Ed Zachary disease and she goes oh my god doctor what's 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 that it sounds so bad I don't know why that sounds that bad but <laughs> but he says it's where your face look Ed Zachary like your butt <laughs> yeah that's in that movie. Yeah, I don't know that one. My favorite racist joke is, uh, what do you call a black man that uh, flies an airplane? What? A pilot, you racist. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite jokes is, I think maybe I've told you this one before, I don't know. But uh, this dude dies and he goes to heaven. And at the pearly gates, he tells God a Holocaust joke. And God says, that's not funny. And he goes, well, I guess you had to be there. Oh, that's a thinker. That's that's Clapter. Yeah, I have a, a similar joke that I made up the other day. If you'd like to hear it, sure, of course. This is a Michael original. Uh, thank you. A man dies and uh, he goes up to heaven and uh, just kidding. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my God. So, uh, speaking of uh, religion, they they talk about uh, Buddhism a little bit in this episode. Apparently, Gary Shandling was, uh, rest in peace, was a uh, pretty devout Buddhist towards, you know, the end of his life. And I guess Judd Apatow... I hope he's explaining that to the devil right now. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sure he's... Uh, um... But I guess Judd Avatar is also sort of Buddhist or whatever, but they talk about this Buddhist. Oh, I, I, hate, I call it a hanger on, Mark. Yeah, exactly. But they talk about this this Buddhist monk that came to the set of Knocked Up that only had seven fingers because he burned three of them off. He explains to the to him and his wife and his kids that he burned three of them off. And Mildly upset with the Vietnam War. Right. And I guess Judd Apatow is like, I thought my wife would be, you know, like, get some spiritual things out of it or whatever. And she goes, that guy's a fucking freak. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. Uh, Bo Burnham plays uh, his song Art is Dead on this episode uh, by the request of of Paul Provenza. Yeah. And it's, it's a good song. I like it. Yeah, it's okay. I think actually this episode is what introduced me to Bo Burnham because I don't think I knew who he was before I watched this. And I was like, Does that oh. sound like the name of a country singer? It does kind of. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Bo Burnham. This oh. song's called 
Put the text in Texas. <laughs> Fuck the Arabs, America. I want Bo Burnham to make a song like that now. Yeah, he probably won't. No, I doubt it. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he he also has a really great one liner where he talks about Paul Provenza says, you know, oh Bo Burnham told me that his favorite comedian is um, what is it, Tau? Some, some Dutch absurdist, but I like how it's so like unnatural, like a Byron Allen, like a you know talk show. Yeah. So I hear you, I hear you, an absurd Dutch comedian. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about that? And he says, he says, well, you know, one of the things he does is he comes out with a black uh, sock on his hand, and I think it's Mark Marin, um, who we haven't mentioned, is on this episode. Uh, he says. Um, I don't like it already. Yeah, yeah. He says he's. I don't like him already. He goes, okay. Well, it's then it's a white sock, um, which is just a, <laughs> which great, is a great line. line. <laughs> uh, yeah, all all your favorites are on this episode. There's Paul Provenz is on this episode. We've got Bo yeah, Burnham. Favorite. Bo Burnham on this episode. Gary Shandling, Judd Apatow, Ray Romano. Um, uh, I'm talking missionary. What's his name? Uh, the porn star, the hedgehog, is in the audience. Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. He's he's, he's in there a couple times. He's, he's in there featured. With, uh, yeah, I work. Since we're done talking about the, there, there are a couple other episodes that are okay. There's one with uh, Doug Stanhope and mm-hmm. um, uh, David Tell. There's a previously mentioned Jimmy Carr, Tim Minchin episode. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Or did we already watch that one? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it's a decent show, but I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes you got a fucking Jonathan Winters there telling you about the old days. Yeah. Jonathan Winters telling his sad stories about how his mother hates him. They were separate everything. (laughs) Thanks, John. Oh, God. Yeah. The the show couldn't sustain itself. I mean, if you could see a modern version, who would you like to see on it? Oh, wow. A modern version. Obviously, Louis C.K., yeah, that actually Louis C.K. would be awesome. I would say Louis C.K., uh, Dave Bill Chappelle, Cosby, Vince Chan. <laughs> it's the all rape edition. <laughs> oh my god, they should have that. Then now there's there's a sketch, you know, uh, Family Feud rape edition or something like that. Jeez, where it's just yeah, it's Vince Champ, it's uh, you know whatever, um, fucking Harvey Weinstein. Jeff Garland. Yep. Jeff Garland's on the other side. Uh, um, no, but I, honestly, I, I think uh, Chappelle would be good. Uh, Seinfeld, as we've talked about before, I don't find him hilarious. I don't think he'd necessarily be funny, but I think I think it, he's he's interesting when talking about comedy, talking about like the yeah. the the history and like theory of comedy and stuff. So I think he'd be good on it. And I'd like to see Chappelle yeah. and, and, and Seinfeld interact. Yeah. Mark Marin, of course. He'd have to be on. Uh, this is the worst. <laughs> I like to see Artie Lang on there. He hadn't been on there. He's pretty quick witted. He's fun to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Carr is always is, you know, hilarious. Uh a Norm. Come on, we have to have Norm on there, right? Absolutely. I'll just be sitting there all surly and then finally just take like the last fifteen minutes to blow out of the park. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Norm. Norm's good. Norm's good talking about the theory of comedy too. And also, I think David Spade would be interesting on there. Yep, agreed. Our our good friend David Spade, Mike. You and I are eventually have got to get into. If he's not too busy liking our fucking tweets, he could go on there, right? Eventually, you and I have to get in one of Adam Sandler's movies, right? Because Norm Macdonald <laughs> follows us on Twitter. David Spade likes our tweets. Eventually, we, and- we have to we have to get Alan Cover to follow us. Then we're in. Yep. Exactly. Oh, we're so close. I want a trip to Hawaii and so, and walk around and say, what do I watch this, one, watch this one take place in fucking Gary, Indiana. <laughs> Where, where's Adam? I don't know. <laughs> oh, have you ever heard of uh, Fiji? That's where that that's where he is. Fiji. Oh, look, it's Michael Jackson's ancestral home. <laughs> God. 
Oh, beautiful Gary, Indiana, former murder capital of the world. Have you ever been to Gary, Indiana? Because I've driven through there no, before. But I've heard a lot of things about what kind of people live in Indiana, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Let's just say they're a bunch of uh, Medal of Honor winners. <laughs> it's not a uh, it's not a great it's not a great town. Or good. Nope, not good either. At least it's not Detroit. I'd much rather be in Detroit than in Gary, Indiana. No offense, yeah, any of our listeners from Gary, Indiana. Detroit. If you're listening from Gary, Indiana, move. Well, if you're listening from Buffalo, New York, also move. Remember when we drove through Buffalo, New York, Mike? I've never felt more more unwelcome in a place than when we stopped to ask for directions in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, if you're in Buffalo, New York, uh, put down the crack pipe and then uh, get the one heads. That'll oh. solve everything, right? Oh, it's as easy as that. Oh, yeah. They did not want us around. They wanted us gone. Fuck you. They knew Boy, that we... Think, oh, as regards. Yeah, they knew we hadn't felt the pain of four Super Bowl losses in a row. Yeah. Good job, Scott Norwood. Oh, God. Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I think the Buffalo Bill and uh, fucking Sons of the Lambs had more success than the uh, the nineties uh, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> well, he certainly uh, he certainly racked up more kills. Uh, he was able to cross the finish line. Yep, that's right. He did finish his uh, skin and, suit and help uh, make uh, smooth skin. That's right. Oh wait, I forgot the other story. My I forgot. I mean, my wife finally replied to my message. Oh, okay. Our other story, seamless, seamless, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, one of the Trumps, Donald Trump Jr. maybe, is upset with Howard Stern and pointing out that back in the early 90s, he wore blackface and used the N-word a lot. Okay. That's it. All right, cool. Are you, are you shocked? What do you think? Do you think it's, I mean, I mean, Howard Stern is like taking like a, a 180. You know, he's not the same person he was even like in the early 2000s that he is now. Really? He's very demure. Yeah, yeah. He's very like all about like a nice long interview. He's not as dirty as he used to be. He doesn't do all these wacky stunts. He's changed some offensive names. Like, uh, for example, one of the characters he's called Winnie the Retard. He now calls Winnie the Challenge Person. Wow. Yeah. He's taking like a 180 degree PC turn. I have no, I've not, I've not listened to his show in quite a while. That's Who shocking. Has? That's shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the show's not funny anymore as well, but I mean, that's the decision he made. But I mean, do you think, I mean, just like Justin Trudeau, who didn't he dress as like Aladdin or something like that uh, during like a party, like in his college years? Yeah, something like that. I mean, is it ever, it's funny because the people who are aligned correctly politically always seem to be excused, you know, for them, it's always like, well, it was college, or you didn't mean it in that context, but if mm-hmm. you're the wrong party, it's like, oh Lord, that guy, uh, you know, uh, listened to a rap song with the N-word in it, he's a racist. <laughs> Right, exactly. And good luck finding one without that word in it. Um, yeah, I at least a good one. I don't know. I uh, for mo- for the most part, like like the Trudeau thing, right? Like everyone seems to love Justin Trudeau. I mean, I don't fucking know anything about it. He's not. He's not even our like. He has. He's not American. I don't give a fuck. I mean, it's not even a real country anyway. Right. Exactly. Um. Hello to all our Canadian listeners. <laughs> but um no, I mean like he can do like I don't like that's the thing. I, I don't have an opinion on it because it's not our news. You know, let the people of Canada deal with that shit. Um as far as Howard Stern goes, yeah, he used to he used to do that. Uh, do the blackface thing. He, 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 it actually it was a very specific parody context he used it in as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I'm wearing blackface and I'm, you know, although he has done stuff even earlier where it's like you know he's like obviously making fun of like a black accent or whatever you call it or being stereotypical i mean he honestly i can't really think of any like outwardly racist thing he ever did but i mean he did certainly you know appropriate like you know mannerisms and stereotypical like you know catchphrases and that kind of stuff of like you know black people yeah and the you know here's the thing so i think robin was there and she laughed so it's okay yes (laughs) i think people should allow be allowed to grow and learn and change and stuff like that. Like people will always point out even as recently as the TV show friends, people point out how homophobic that is and stuff like that. And you go back and look at it and it's like, yeah, 
I can see that. I can see that there's a lot of homophobia in there. But people will be like, okay, so boycott Friends. And I'm like, well, no, because... It, it's been off the air for like 20 years. Yeah, it context. You know, you know, that's like, to me, that's the same thing as people that say, well, um, you know, Huckleberry Finn uses the N-word, so ban, ban that book. And it's like, no, it's fucking context. Look at the context, right? Yeah, Look, much like Gone with the Wind. Oh, my God, have you ever heard the Louis C.K. bit about uh, Huckleberry Finn? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. It's like he's talking about like this like white trash kid just showed up and dropping like the inward left and right. <laughs> you have to watch it. You have to, it. It's hysterical. Oh my god! I mean, his dicks out the whole time. He's whacking off, but I mean, you know, it's funny. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny enough to to sit through that. All the doors are barred. <laughs> like I said, it's like a Gallagher. Uh, show where you show up with a fucking uh, piece of you know mm-hmm. a clear plastic in the front row yeah it's his it's just his thing just deal with it hey bill cosby that's just his thing yep exactly just drink sorry <laughs> just sorry you don't like being knocked out and fingered <laughs> oh my god i i can't remember oh, can you imagine like waking up in the middle of that and what fucking face to be making <laughs> Do you think he'd be making like a silly Cosby face? He'd have to be, right? I hope so. Like that's he couldn't be look he couldn't look earnest while doing that. <laughs> that would be much worse if he looked very serious. And he's like, and he's like Chris Rock doesn't pull his pants up. <laughs> oh, Cosby, why? Now he's in prison. Yeah, like Weasel Face once said, now you're Cosby fight. Yeah. <laughs> no one knew that it was a, a, a dire warning when they were when they were singing right. it. Right. But uh yeah, they were Or trying. what they were saying exactly. Right. Anyone that was at that uh that concert in Troy. That was Troy, right? The Troy at uh, the Aquatic Center? Yeah, exactly. The Troy Aquatic I was fucking Center. there, man. Me too. I was there when when Matt Segan rocked out. What did he play? Did he play the bass or he played the guitar? Kevin played the bass, right? Uh, I don't know, but Matt Segan plays his guitar. He's very good at the guitar. Actually. Yeah, check out Matt Segan. Not having, not very good at having fucking vowels in your last name, but other than that, you're pretty good. <laughs> check him out online. If it, if- if his last name was a uh, Wheel of Fortune puzzle, you'd never get it. <laughs> what? There's no vowel? What does that mean? Oh, man. Yeah, that's why he never got famous. Could be. Because he couldn't be on Wheel of Fortune. Maybe he was a fucking cheater. Cheater. Probably not, though. No, I don't think so. Um... Oh. He's got uh yeah, Ben. Anyone anyone wanna uh see Ben again? Cause he, he keeps refusing to come back onto the show. So Yeah, you, we don't know what fucking Keith Kiefer Sutherland's up to these days. So if you want Ben back, uh let us know. Right right in. If we can't get know. Ben, what about his little brother? Yeah. Yeah, we could I mean, what's he what's he doing? He's got a kid, I think. Oh, don't we all? I've got two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get your head in the game, asshole. We're doing this, and we've got kids. He's probably fucking jacking off of the Weather Channel, though, so who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Matt Segan, uh obituary. Oh, no. Not not the one we know, though. This this one was What's born it? in 1956 and died, died in 2005. <laughs> Uh, wow. I wonder if it's his dad. He was formerly employed by Duo Tang and Merit Systems. Merit Systems? Yeah. Damn, you gotta love the fucking Merit Systems that have show up in your obituary. Absolutely. <laughs> formerly of, like I mentioned any employment. Formerly of Pawpaw, Michigan, but but died in Kalamazoo. So, you know, rest in The peace. world's a twisted place. Rest in peace, that Matt Segan. I think... Uh, Actually, is he Mark, anyways? His real name's Mark, yes. With a C? Not that we're giving away details or anything. <laughs> no, he really is online, though. Uh, somewhere. I'm trying to find his the link to his 
music because he did at least years ago. He really was online for his music, and I think people should check it out because he's pretty good. Yeah, he, he's a talented musician. He had a one of the videos called Paper Tiger. Mm-hmm. They did one before that. My friend Matt and I went and saw him play at this place in Ferndale, and he's he's very good at guitarist. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, almost as good of a guitarist as Mark Marin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mark Marin does play the guitar. Go figure. Does he? Yeah, he doesn't shut the fuck up about it. Oh, God. I've got some old guitars. I don't like them. He said, he said, uh, he did the, the self deprecating thing. Oh, you know, it's funny. He, in this episode, he said, he said something about. More like that self defecating thing. <laughs> he said something about his dad and how his dad was like, uh, you know, like a miserable, narcissistic, like whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know, and he's like, so I, and, uh, Paul Provenza's like, did that, did that, uh, teach anything? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, <laughs> that I never want to be like it. And, uh, Mark, or Paul Provenza's like, uh, it's not going well. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they really shit on uh, Mark Marin in this episode, which is good because you know he deserves it. Yeah, he's two days away from old man yells at cloud level. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so it's weird, like how uh, Ray Romano's kind of like gone like the route of like a serious actor. Mm-hmm. And Bo Burnham like went on to direct that eighth grade movie. Yeah, very good movie. And, uh, you know, Judd Apatow, uh, I don't know, is he still making movies? I, I haven't, like, heard of anything from him in a while, but I don't think he really needs to make movies, monetarily speaking. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's just... It seems like, seem like he was always good at, like, the first half of a movie, but the second, like, really quickly fell Yeah, he, um... Not in every movie, but, like, Knocked Up, for example, is a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. The 40-Year-Old Virgin, kind of, too, to be honest. Fuck. I, I liked Forty Old Virgin all throughout, but I think uh, Funny People was very funny for the first half, and then it just became dumb. What about uh, Dewey Cox? Walk hard. I like that whole movie. I mean, the second half's not as strong, but I, I do like the whole movie. He wrote it though; he didn't direct it. So, uh, oh, he did that new movie, the the, the, the Beatles, King, the King of Staten Island. He did that movie. Oh, I think wasn't that pulled from theaters? I think my wife wanted to watch that. I think she. Uh, Thinks that uh, Pete Davidson is attractive guy. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It isn't it like basically like about him. Essentially, it's like the same kind of story, like a kid who's like firefighter dad, like died or something. I think so. I don't know anything about it other than that. Yeah, in the preview, it's like, oh, it's my dad. He died, you know, on, you know, on his firefighter or whatever. He doesn't say nine eleven, but his dad did die in nine eleven. Great. Apparently, Marissa Tomei's in it, so something for the fellas too. Really? Are you sure that's still the case? Oh, I think she's attractive. And then have you seen her? Have you seen her recently? I saw her in that Spider-Man movie. Which Spider-Man? Uh, the second one, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Was that the one with the Andrew Garfield guy? No, 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 no. The the Tom Holland one. She plays Aunt May. Oh. Huh. I don't know. I've only really seen her in My Cousin Vinny, which she's amazing in. But I mean, good for her. But Bill Burr's in the movie too, and so's Maud Apatow, Judd Apatow's daughter. Yeah, I heard that she's like an actress now. And Bill Burr, uh, hopefully, he's a better actor than he was in uh, Breaking Bad, huh? <laughs> he does. Here. He does have. He does have a good line in uh, Breaking Bad, though. When uh, <laughs> when he's got uh, what's his name there in the house. And he's like, uh, he has him fill out the the check to the IRS and everything. He's like, okay, now we're just gonna uh, we're just gonna sit here and uh, you know wait two days for uh, you know the check to clear. It's gonna be awesome. And then he kind of looks around and he goes, unless you don't have cable, then it's gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh, Bill Burr line. But Bill Burr was in um, he was in the Mandalorian. Yeah, I heard uh, that he was in that. Apparently, uh, it is about a father who died during the September 11th attacks. Any battles with depression? Oh, I knew it was that specifically, but yeah, that's what I kind of figured. Well, good for him. Uh, his his name is Scott Carlin in in this. So, is that a I mean, is that a George Carlin reference? I hope not, because that's uh, no, you're no George Carlin. No, not not anywhere near. Sorry, I know that I knew George Carlin and. Fuck shit, piss, motherfucker. God damn, <laughs> cocksucker, son of a bitch. Tits. You are no George Carlin. 
Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. So, yeah, Pete Davidson, Marissa Tomei. He's not even George Wint. <laughs> you, sir, are no George Wint. I knew George Wint. He would make a bar say hello to him every fucking time he went in it. Uh, you, sir. Robert Smigel's in this. Oh, is he the uh, foreign guy with an accent, probably? Uh, he's male pharmacy owner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so oh, you need these peers? <laughs> it prom- so uh, it it premiered. Are you in- Greek? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It premiered at South by Southwest, uh, and then it was canceled or was scheduled to premiere at South by Southwest, but it was canceled due to COVID nineteen. Uh, rescheduled for Tribeca, which was also canceled. Uh, originally scheduled for theatrical release June nineteenth, uh, and then it was just released on video on demand on June twelfth. So it's 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 a VOD release now. Poor Pete Davidson. Can't this guy catch a break? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But at least he rode his dad's death to fame on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You know. it better, I, I, I can't go there. <laughs> so do you think his dad's last thoughts were, gee, I sure hope someone makes money off it. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I said just kidding, so it's okay now. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Do you have any uh, emails uh, handy, Mark? Let's, uh, <laughs> knock these bad boys out. Oh my god! Oh, oh fuck! Um, uh, let's. Been a lot of nine eleven talk today. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's the time for it, right? Uh, Rashid, you don't, you don't remember Rashida, Rashida Talib. Uh, let's see, she emailed us and she said arrest them now which i assume she's talking about us what maybe it's a black lives matter comment uh let's see um oh wait no she's talking about brianna taylor's murderers um who brianna taylor oh yeah i think i kind of know about this is this a lady hmm yep no i would say this unfortunately sadly there's so many deaths caused by police brutality that's every i don't know every single name and that's that's a sad comment right yeah she's the one who was in her house and they okay they did a non like a no knock uh search no knock warrant and the guy her boyfriend opened fire on them because he thought that they were intruders and he had a yeah and why wouldn't you no knock warrants are ridiculous yeah and he had a permit to carry a gun and he you know was like like yeah, like Philip. Uh, what's his name? I, I, Castile. I say the guy, yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say the guy from Pantera for a second. I realized <laughs> it's not him. Nope. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I mean, as far as scale, I mean, that guy could not have the Philip uh, Castillo guy could not have complied more with. It. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. As a, yeah. if you get a gun permit, you have to tell them I have a gun. It's in here. You yep. know. Wow. That that. I mean, they're all bad. But I mean that. I mean, just like. What was he supposed to do? I don't know. Yep. Too much fear. Too much fear uh, from police, in my opinion. Police are very scared to to do their jobs, and it's a big problem. It's a hard job. It is a hard job. I, I agree. But, you know, it you got to be a certain type of person to do it well. See, I have a theory that a lot of athletes after high school want to get into police or fire. Mm-hmm. And think of all the jobs that are, you know, kind of like, you know, similar prestige wise to like, you know, being like a prominent athlete in high school. Sure. You know, police, fire, they're right up there. They require people, you know, who are physical, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, at least when we were growing up, do you want the the athletes to be the ones, uh, you know, doing the policing? No, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) No, because what type of person would be a good police officer? And I mean, is the pay, you know comparable to a similar profession i don't i don't know 
I, I, I'm not sure, but I think you'd need to. But yes, I agree. Arrest them. Arrest any corrupt or you know brutality invoking police officer. They, I mean, it, it's not a it's not a race issue. It's a who who who's in favor of police brutality? Not yeah, not us. We're gonna take the bold stand that we are not in favor of police brutality, unless it's against a member of Guns and Roses. Exactly. Then that's fine. Welcome to the jungle, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you brought it on yourself, Slash. But yeah, go out and see uh, the king of of the go see Rizzo. <laughs> yep, the king of queens. Uh, Ray Romano, thank you. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, queens! I can't do his voice. His voice is so it's like a Kermit the Frog voice, but not. Yeah, it's a weird. Like Kermit T. Uh, frog here, but you know, you gotta get, uh, I can't get it to, I can't get it deep enough. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't get it deep enough to be like, ah, Dabra. You, you can't get it deep enough, Mark? <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that's our show for the week. Um, I don't know. Right in. MassiveLateFee at gmail.com. We're storing them up. We will get them on the 100th episode spectacular where we will answer all your questions and we will talk about... uh, Oh, also, if you want, uh, you can on Twitter uh, at MassiveLateFee or MassiveLateFee at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to do for the 100th episode. If you want us to watch a specific thing, if you have a specific topic you want us to cover, uh, let us know and we will talk about it and maybe do the thing that you want us to do. Maybe. Maybe. We'll think about it. <laughs> Are we moving on to the Watchman next? Yes. Yes. Next oh, wow. Next week, the Watchman. I'm almost done with this. Good. Well, well I'll be... I'll be the rewatch up. is even better than the first watch. I cannot believe this how good this show is. It's 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 easily my top three already. That's awesome. I cannot top wait. Four. I can't. Okay. What 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 supplanted it? No, actually, I forgot. Because my top four, including the Watchmen, in no particular order, are uh, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. All Saul, The Wire, and uh, now The Watchmen. Because assuming they don't do any more uh, seasons, it's perfect. All right. So all you can do is ruin it now, guys. Just to let you know. I think the Damon Lindelof guy said he has no intentions to do a, another season because he, he can't think of a, a way to improve upon it. That's what he said, yep. So good. And for, thank you. The best decision you ever made, Damon Lindelof. Sure as fuck wasn't lost. Nope. Uh, but that is our show. We will see you next week. Bye. We'll see you next week.